community, community, community. This is your boy, Dre from Brooklyn, and you are listening to yet another episode of the Black in Business podcast. And as always, as always, without the shadow of a doubt, I'm always brought to you with my co-host, The Bearded Wonder. What's going on, sir? Nuh-uh. Today, I'm not The Bearded Wonder. Today, I am the school principal. That's, oh. that's what I am today. And if you want more in that story, I'm going to give a shameless plug now. Uh, community, I already have my topic for tomorrow uh, on taking notes. So you're going to definitely need to tune into the YouTube channel and check out the taking notes episode number nine with the bearded wonder playing school principal. I'm going to leave that at that. It's going to be funny. Um, I, I almost uh, really lost my uh, my will to uh, to be a parent at one point uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, but I'm going to save the rest of that story for the actual uh, live. I just wanted to do a little cliffhanger. But outside of that, I'm doing well, Dre. It's good to see you as usual. I might tune in just to hear how you be a principal, man. That might be your next calling, sir. Uh, well, hey, as I sip my uh, my coffee here, be my guest. I mean, listen, I'll let the I'll let the people decide on what they want. Okay, uh, I, I'm with it. I'm all for it. It's all about the people. It's all about the community. I'm just. I'm just a squirrel trying to climb the tree just to get my acorn. And that's all I'm trying to do, man. <laughs> um, on my end, you know, I'm doing great. It was very uh, rainy today, very gloomy outside. Definitely put me in the mood of wanting to take a nap. But as I am on this grind time, sleep, I don't even know how to spell that word anymore. So we'll just keep it moving. Is it Doesn't, uh, doesn't sleep start with a D? Isn't it D-E-P-R-I-V-E-D? Isn't that how you spell sleep? It might be. I, I'm convinced <laughs> that that's how it might be spelled. Um, yeah, I don't get it as much, but you know, it's all in the in the name of success and trying to you know build something great here. So if I got to sacrifice on sleep, I'm definitely um, you know gonna go ahead and do it. But before we move into our super guest that we have today, I want to pay bills. Um, these episodes are always brought to you by Designer Custom Glasses, Next Page LLC and One Empire Mogul Studios. Um, if you would like to get in contact with the Black and Business Podcast, you can get in contact with us by visiting our Instagram page, black underscore in business. You can search for us on Facebook by just searching simply the Black and Business Podcast. You can find us on our website at blackandbusinesspodcast.com. And then you can always hit us the more traditional way by emailing us at blackandbusiness.com podcast at gmail.com so with that out the way we have a very distinguished and i would say serialpreneur on the show um looking up his bio and reading about him i was like man is there something that this guy doesn't do i mean i was waiting for him to be like you know i was president that one time or you know i, I ran the country or something i mean this this list just goes on and on um, I'll let him go into more detail, but just a few things that he's done. He's a recovered engineer. Um, he's owned a semi-pro basketball team, and he's currently running Podcast Town. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our guest to the show, Mr. Elzy. How's it going? I am doing fantastic, uh, gentlemen. Thank you for, for having me. You're Pleasure. welcome. Not a problem. Um, so the first thing that I wanted to bring up when I was reading about you is recovered engineer. How do you become a recovered engineer? Well, so when I was um, little, I, there were two things that I, that I knew I wanted to do. I knew for a fact I wanted to be a business owner and I knew I wanted to have a family. So what that has to do with the other is um, I decided to get uh, to go into uh, the corporate world because I knew that in order to um, attract a, a respectable partner, I'm, I'm probably going to need to have a job. <laughs> and so I went into engineering really for that reason. It was the, it was the thing that, that I could do that made enough money until I could start my own thing. Um, and so the long story short, I ended up following that plan, and the plan worked. So here we are, um, you know, full-time in, in my business. And uh, recover comes from, you know, it, it's a kind of an inside joke where, you know, engineers are, are, are different. 
they think mm. different, they do things differently. And so I say I'm recovered because I, when you look at me or, or talk with me, you don't really get that sense that, you know, I'm an engineer and I'm, um, you know, technical and um, dot, dot, dotting I's and crossing T's, that type of thing. Because uh, as an entrepreneur, you have to be creative. You have to be um, social in, in some, some uh, fields, uh, the field I'm in. You know, you have to love to meet people and, and hear their stories and, and share stories. So, uh, so on the surface, you wouldn't you wouldn't guess that that's what I, I used to do in my past life. So I've recovered from that and um, doing my uh, my thing full time now. So awesome. And how long have you been doing your own thing full time and not in you know a regular nine to five, so to speak? Yep. So it's been um, close to a year full time, about fifteen years part time. Um, I always tell people I, <laughs> I, I, I quit my job working 60, 60, 65 hours a week to work 80, 85 hours a week. Um, and that's true. You know, I, I'm, I'm used to, to working this, you know, this type of schedule because I've, I've done it for so long um, on a part-time basis. So I was basically doing 40 hours in my own business and 40 hours at my, uh, my day job for about yeah. 15 years. So I'm, I'm actually taking uh, a break by only working 60, 65 hours as an entrepreneur. So to other people, it sounds crazy that you're working 60 or plus hours, but coming from the 80 plus hours, you're like giving yourself some time back, so to speak. Exactly. Cool, cool. That's um, that's amazing. Um, one thing that Dre failed to, real, failed to mention to the community, um, I don't know if when you got on, <clears throat> if you were able to hear the melodies that I was playing, um, I happened to stumble across your EP. And um, I must admit, you have a uh, very inspiring singing voice. Um, and I was stuck on Hosanna for like uh, the last 15 minutes. Uh, it's one of my favorites so far. So um, not stepping on Dre's toes at all, but you missed one of the accolades there, brother. The, he's a singer. Like he's he's so, got music out there on wax. Uh, so what what made you uh, go into uh, into into doing a little uh, recording? Like that's that's really what kind of piqued my interest. Yeah, I I I wrote my first song when I was five years old. Um, so I've been a musician, song singer, songwriter since I was a little boy. Right. It, it's one of those things where it is just it, it's a huge part of who I am. You know, even today, even though I'm not uh, what you would call a recording artist. You know, I'm still singing um, at church and singing in the shower um, <laughs> on my way to work. Uh, so that's a part. And that, that kudos to you. Most people, when they when they read that, they they ask me about it, but they don't actually find the stuff out there. So good. Good job with the research. Well, I mean, that's I, I, what we talked about in pre-production in terms of like honing your craft. Um, I don't know if you listened to any of our previous casts. I am one of the few people that relies on his recollection. Um, so I have I have a unique ability to to look at something, store it, and then regurgitate it. Um, so me writing stuff down usually is a hard thing to do, but it being I'm trying to get better at this craft and and help our platform grow even more, it required me to do some studying. It, it required me to do some investigative journalism, if you will. So I went to several different sites. Um, I, I went on. I saw that you you didn't you were into music, so I went on the iTunes. And that's not shamelessly plugging Apple at all, but I went on the iTunes and I plugged in your name, popped right up, and I was like, "Hey, let's download it. Let's listen to it. Let's see what this is all about." Um, and and it's it's interesting because I, I was reading that in your bio that you you've been a long time advocate and lover of music, and you've actually applied it. Um, to your life. And um, that's what, you know, made me like, it really piqued my interest to ask, well, what made you decide to record? What made you decide to put out an EP? Um, but besides that, um, Enterprise Now um, is your, was your total umbrella. Um, what all does uh, Enterprise Now encompass at this point and stage in your development in your brand? Yep. So what's funny that, that you asked that question I'm in the in the process of rebranding from Enterprise Now to Podcast Town, and um, that that came about because I was thinking about ways that I could you know share and give back and pay it forward, um, and so I came up with the bright idea. I wanted to launch a group coaching program, uh, so I was talking with my business coach, and he's like, "Okay, that sounds like a great idea, Elsie. Make sure you keep it simple." 
Uh, I took half of its advice. I did not keep it simple. <laughs> uh, it <laughs> turned into a complete rebrand of, a rebrand of my entire company. Uh, but I did take his advice and, and launch that program. And so um, Podcast Town is a, is a mix between a, a podcast community and a podcast production agency. So um, what we're doing is we're, we're helping podcasters grow um, by um, fostering collaboration, um, by answering questions, providing a platform that they can um, learn from other podcasters as well as myself. And then on the back end, we're providing services to those podcasters to help them grow. Hmm. Interesting. So sticking on Podcast Town for just a little bit, give us in the community an idea of, let's say, from the first step when, for example, somebody like myself says, hey, you know, Elsie, I have an idea for a podcast. I have a mic. I have recording. I essentially have, you know, the type of guests that I want on the show. What are some of the initial questions or ideas that you would ask that person to get the ball rolling and, you know, kind of get the their podcast off and running? Yep. The, the first question I always ask everybody who's even thinking about a podcast is why? If you don't have a strong why, and I don't have to tell you guys, right? You get to about episode 10, 12, 15, you start to realize that it was fun when you launched and when you did the first four episodes. Yeah. When you get to episode oh, yeah. 10, you're like, oh, this is actually work. <laughs> this yeah. is hard, right? And if you don't yeah. have a, a solid why, you know, why are you doing this podcast in the first place? That's going to carry you through episode 12 episode 16, episode 60, that is going to be the sticking point. Um, the other thing I always like to tell people is, is have a strategy. You know, whether your podcast <clears throat> is a hobby or you're looking to, to leverage this as a business opportunity, either way, have a strategy, have a plan on how you're going to improve or increase your platform um, down to content, type of guests, if it's an interview show, type of podcast. Not every podcast has to be an interview show. It could be a mm -hmm. narrative. It could be a, a, a story. It could be um, a t uh, quick tips, uh, whatever the case might be. So I always tell people, focus on uh, those three things, your why, the strategy, and the execution of, it, of your podcast. I want to go ahead and let you guys know that I am taking notes during this podcast so that way uh, we can make ours better. So Me too. Why, the strategy, and what was the third one? Um, just focusing on execution, right? Because the, the better you can get, the more efficient. Um, those days when, when it's the, 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 the night before and you haven't launched, but you are uh, published and you're supposed to, um, being efficient, getting ahead of the curve, right? Having four, five, six, eight episodes in the can mm. is going to only help to, um, to improve that, the quality of your show. Wow. Awesome. Um, in your years of podcasting and you know being a radio and also helping other people what are some of the um like what are some of the initial like shows that people want to put out there that you would say stay away from as far as a podcast is concerned hmm, that's an interesting question because i i actually I'm from the school of thought that even if, for example, even if we had the same name and we're interviewing the exact same person, my interview is going to be completely different than yours. I'm going to ask different questions. I'm going to have different perspectives. I'm going to have different insights. So, so even if it's the same, same show, if you guys launch a show called podcast town <laughs> show, it's going to be a different show, right? Because of the, the host and because of the question. So I, I believe that your, your number one differentiator is always going to be you and what you bring to the table, your thought process, your perspective, et cetera. So I, I wouldn't say shy away from any, um, t uh, any, any category. Um, I would say just make sure that you make it unique to you and you put your own uh, flavor on it. Hmm. Ooh, Dre, Dre, this is actually kind of directed at you, man. So when Ozzy was talking about episode 10, that was by far our most epic episode because we were at that that turning point of, okay, we we have our why we're we're establishing the brand, um, we we want to get keep the momentum going, 
and you know still have fun doing it so we were at that what i like to call the stalemate aspect of podcasting because you get to that point where you have everything you have your content you have your guests lined up you have you know the why but then you get to a point where you're, you're recording and you've you've had guests on and then you're like uh now which way do i go um so when we got to episode 10 we just kind of let it all hang out and we we're like look this is what we're going to do community unfortunately you're not going to hear from us every week because we're not going to have guests every week and i'm pretty sure you don't want to see our faces or hear our voices all the time um so with that being said um community you heard it in in another way which is being consistent and bringing you to the table um and that's one of the next questions i was going to ask is um what i guess on a, on a sliding scale we'll do a one to ten um, which is, of course, the basis um, on a one to 10 scale um, in terms of level of commitment and level of consistency uh, starting out. And when you get to that stalemate, what number would you place on that, especially when it's at its most difficult or most trying time um, of building the brand and expanding your brand? So on a scale to 10 in terms of what which one is most, most important? 10 being the most important and one being probably the least important or uh secondary if you will got it um i, I would say consistency is important for a, a a number of reasons right um because people we're although we don't like structure we absolutely need absolutely need structure right so people want to know if it's a weekly show if it's a monthly show if it's a um annual show they want to know that they can check their phones on monday tuesday wednesday thursday whatever the case might be and your new episode is going to be there and if they're um, subscribed to your email list which i um, always uh, you know recommend they want they're looking forward to that email they want to know who's who's the next guest or what's the next topic that you guys are talking about so consistency is extremely important email list yeah this is like a class for me so hey, hey dre I, you, you don't even have to write that down man just run a line through that because we have the site up the site has the email list on it see I, we we already ahead of the game a little bit i mean we are but <laughs> hurt to look back at it and make sure that it's, it's, it's happening the right way well i respect that and of course salute to you brother for you know at least admitting that uh of course we can always get better at what we do definitely um now, LZ, one of the things that um, I mentioned at the beginning is uh, a lot of the companies and, and uh, business that you businesses that you've ran. Can you talk a little bit about the semi-pro basketball team and how that fit into your entrepreneurial self at that time that you had it, and how is it different now? Yeah. And before you answer that, LZ, Dre, stay out of my notebook, man. I <laughs> I pride myself on taking notes and then you take my notes from me. That's not fair. It, I cussed you out one show for that. I'm not going to do it two shows, okay? Well, you might as well just start doing it every episode. Fine. Forget you, Dre. Thank you. <laughs> um, what What's funny is is all of the, the businesses and, and, and things that I'm doing now have always been there, right? When I was a little boy, um, I, I had the, um, the proverbial uh, basket and backboard that you would hang on your door and uh -huh. I would write down the names of the teams. So I, I lived in a small area where there were six or seven little towns all kind of in a, in a cluster. And what mm. I would do is I would take all of the, the city names uh, of the towns and I would, um, I would give them uh, nicknames, the bears, the tigers, lions, etc. <laughs> and I would play a uh, regular season. I would play playoffs. I would crown a champion the whole nine. You know, hmm. by myself. It was just me, but I would have like a shot clock and a scoreboard and all that stuff. Um, and so when I got the opportunity to um, get involved in the semi-pro team, it was like it was a dream come true. You know, <laughs> because I had literally dreamed about it. You know, when I was a little boy, and so it it was probably the 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 most education that I've I've gotten as a business owner. It taught me a lot about myself. It taught me how to how to succeed. It taught me how to fail. It taught me how how do you react when people walk out on you, right? When they don't agree with the vision, how how do you handle yourself when you know you have to look people in the face and say, 
you know, we have to shut things down. Like, how do you rec- recover from that? So, so that was probably one of the, the best opportunities. Um, I, I see it as an opportunity now. Didn't feel like it at the time to, right. to really <laughs> grow as a person and to grow as a business owner. Hmm. So would you say that some of the business ideas or ways that you run a business now have come from running that team and interacting with players and, and people? I would say it, it really taught me what not to do, right? Mm. In, a, in a lot of um, in a lot of ways, it, it taught me, you know, like I said, what things I do that are good. Um, so I kept doing those things, right? And I, I looked at and really took a an honest look at um, myself and how I approach things. And there were some things that I didn't do so well, right? And and I had to to be honest with myself and say, you know what, I could have handled that differently, or I could have. Um, you know, tried this option or that option. So it, it really gave me a really good insight into um, ways to run a business and ways not to. Oh, of all the adversity that you faced while owning a, uh, a semi-pro team, what would you say besides, well, I'm, a, I'm a former athlete, so besides ego, what would, what would you say was the toughest thing uh, or biggest adversity that you faced that you had to manage uh, within that type of environment that's translating now, um, especially into your ventures with Podcast Town? Yep. Um, relationships, probably top thing. There there were um, instances where I could see how, had I been more um, honest, frank, upfront, and, and, and cutting things off at the head, we would have we would have we would have gotten farther and the relationships behind the scenes would have would have been better um, because I'm, I'm huge on relationship relationship is more important more important than anything to me even even the money because if you do that right if you do relationship right the money is going to come right and even if it doesn't maintaining those relationships is going to be valuable for 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 you know years to come so I would say that the number one thing was just making sure that um, you're, you're, that I'm maintaining those relationships and, again, cutting things off when they need to be cut off. Sometimes it, it's, it's not working out, and you have to be man or woman en- or enough to say, you know what, this isn't working. Here's the reason why, I, you know, I, I no love lost. I wish you the best, but we need to move in a different direction. And I, and I didn't do that in, in some really identifiable <laughs> situations. Um, the other thing is, you know, just realizing that messaging and, and making sure that the people in the community understand the value and the importance of the, the team, um, I, I really wish I would have done better, a better job at doing that, you know, letting the, the community know, hey, here's what the team is about. Yeah, we're playing basketball on the court, but here are all the, the other reasons why you should support this team and this brand. Hmm. Interesting point you made um, is maintaining relationships. And what's more important about that is being able to be man and woman enough to know when it's time to let go. I think a lot of people have an issue with saying this isn't working. Like you said, I hope you have, you know, a nice time or whatever, but this isn't working for me. I think a lot of people want to hold on to what was at the beginning of said relationship and you know, hope that it continues or comes back. And when it doesn't, they're just like, man, I really don't wanna say bye to this person or not speak to this person anymore. And I think not knowing when or knowing when to let go, but not doing it holds people back from growth and uh, moving forward and being successful and getting what they ask for. Um, so it's a really, really important uh, point that you make when you said, you know, it, just knowing when to let go. Um, because if you're asking for an opportunity, let's say, for example, I don't know, to get a better job or get promoted, there's something that you have to let go of in order for you to reach that level. Um, or if you want to be an entrepreneur, there's something that you have to let go of in order for you to be successful and be an entrepreneur. Um, what that thing is, only you can find out. Um, 
And when you find out, don't be surprised that it may be something that you love to do, but it's tough because you have to let go of something that you probably don't want to let go of or didn't intend to let go of. Um, so I really just want to drive home that point to everyone listening that it's possibly something in your life right now that you need to let go of in order for you to move forward in life or to grow, be successful. Um, so, you know, take some time to write down what it is that's going on and choose something. Um, I'm not saying force yourself to choose something, but definitely start letting things go one by one. And then you'll definitely see, uh, you know, some things that are going to start happening because you're not getting held back anymore. Um, so that was just my, my two cents on that, on that particular topic that you said. Uh, Doug, you have any questions? Not, not so much a, a question per se. Um, it's, it's one of those things, I guess it goes along the lines of, of consistency and, and persevering, um, especially in adversity. Something that we collectively, Andre and I have tried to do with this podcast and this platform is drive home the fact that you're gonna meet barriers. They have to be broken at some point. If it's something that you're passionate about and it's something that you love to do, um, you have to get past that. So it's more or less a statement, again, community, this is addressed to you, um, push through. Um, if if your business idea does not work or does not appease to the first 10 people you pitch it to, guess what? You pitch it to that 11th person, that might be, you know, a, a direct relative of Bill Gates or, you know, somebody that can help fund your idea, depending on what it is. Um, it's all about networking. Um, Elsie said earlier, you know, keeping keeping and building relationships and or uh, dissolving relationships when they need to be dissolved. Um, so I think the, the major key and the major takeaway community is that you're going to have adversity. Um, pick your chin up and keep pushing forward. My favorite quote that Dwayne Wade said when he got hurt was fall down seven, stand up eight. So I live by that mantra. I've lived by that mantra before it was even a mantra. Um, is is that being consistent and being persistent and persevering through any adversity that you come across is perfectly normal, especially when starting a business. You're going to get that. No, 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 no. I'm a business major. So one of the things that my business teacher drove home to me was you're going to get a thousand no's before you get that first yes. Um, so keep asking. Um, and that's pretty much the point I wanted to drive home because when you guys, you know, when you were making your point, Dre, you, you, you hit the nail, you know, right on the head is just being consistent, being persistent, driving your, your point home, uh, to your audience or to whoever it is you're trying to appeal to, um, in a way that's not overbearing, but gets that point across. So not really a question, but more so a statement. And that's more so for the community. Can I, can I add one thing to that one thought? Um, I think it's, it's, it's super critical to understand the game. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm, I'm a basketball guy. So you think about um, the ebbs and flows of a basketball game. And um, when you're taking that jump shot, it's so important to know when to release the ball. Because if you release it too fast, then your shot might get blocked. Or if you release it too slow, then you might come down on, on the ground and travel. So I think understanding the game, whatever that game is, if it's podcasting, if it's um, basketball, uh, if it's um, baking cakes, understand the game because then you'll understand timing and timing is absolutely critical. Definitely. Um, timing. We've had a few guests on the show who've started businesses during the pandemic um and what they started was based all on timing um and i'm not sure if they would have started it before after the pandemic if it would have been as great but they had an idea and still was able to bring it about at this time which really made it great um so timing is also important into you know the things that you do don't wait too long and don't do too soon, but just figure out the right time. It's like, like you said, when you shoot a shot, you got to do it at the apex of your jump. 
too soon, you get blocked. Too late, you'll come down and travel. Um, you know, so figure out what it is and just do it at that at that right time. Um, but if you don't mind, I want to switch gears a little bit. In the beginning, you mentioned that you you know wanted to start a family. Um, so a two part question: um, Have you had a chance to start that family? And number two, what are some of the things that you do as a businessman and as an entrepreneur that you share with your family to, you know, help them succeed and be better as well? Got it. Yeah. So I, my wife and I got married when we were 20. Wow. Um, so we've been married now for 18 years. Uh-oh. Uh, so 13 <laughs> year old daughter and a five year old son. Right. And um, actually, my, my daughter, my 13 year old daughter, she w- she came in and worked with uh, with Podcast Town uh, this summer. So she would come in on Tuesdays and um, she did a, a, some database uh, management, entering uh, contacts into, into the, the database. She did. Um, she did, I did, couldn't convince her to do editing yet, but she did a lot of the 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 uh, support type functions um, with with the company this 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 summer. Uh, the little guy, he's a little young yet, but he's already told me that he's going to be the mayor of Podcast Town instead of me. Um, and he said that he's going to take over the company. I told him to, you know, just give me a few more years. You know, <laughs> let me let me run the company for a little while longer and then I'll, I'll hand it off to him. So. Um, so, yeah, man, it, it the, again, the, the plan worked beautifully, took a little bit longer than I anticipated. But, you know, here we are. That's great, man. To have your son want to already take your job before you get in early. <laughs> It is, I mean, fantastic. Um, and you said he was how old? He's five. Five. Nice. I would say at least by his 10th birthday, he's signing as CEO. I'm, I'm going to call it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a bold prediction, Dre. Yeah. I, I like it, though. He'll, he'll definitely be hosting his own podcast by then, for sure. Nice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these kids are uh, having, what, millions of views and subscribers on YouTube. Um, I can see that definitely happened when we were children. I mean, I didn't get a computer until I was in high school. Um, so for children to grow up with internet in their hands, basically, just opens the door for them to be successful as soon as they can talk. So Hey, hey, hey man, you, you still in my thunder for taking notes, man. Stop it. I'm not. You, you in my notebook, man. Say it. Excuse me, LZ. Listen, <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. No one would have noticed if you didn't say anything. No, see, but that's the thing, though. You're kind of killing my thunder on this one, too, because I was going with you in my notebook again, man. Stay <laughs> out of the sacramental wine, sir. Uh, well, <laughs> but you make a point. Um, you, you, what you do, and the reason why I ask that question is because I feel like um, as a parent, because I'm not a parent yet, but as a parent, you definitely have to watch what you do and say how you act because it, they mimic you and they see what you do. So to have your five-year-old son say he's going to be the mayor of the podcast definitely speaks to what you show him every day and what he decides to do. Um, now, of course, kids grow up and their mind changes. He may want to do something else, but he's still in that mindset of wanting to own something. So that definitely is a good way to you know, bring up your children and, and show them that they can own something and not just go right into a job and work for someone else, um, which is not bad, but you know, you want, you want your name to be the name and you don't want to be under someone if you don't have a, uh, if, if you have an object. So definitely. Um, I like that point. Um, I do have a bit of a surprise for hey. the co-host and the guest. Uh Oh, so, if you don't mind, I would mind. like to play a little bit of uh, word association with Ozzy. Oh, no. Wait, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. So let me give this straight. We had a whole pre-production meeting, and you ain't tell me nothing about this, man? That's part of the surprise. <laughs> hey, man. So, okay. So that's the bearded wonder, and I'm Dre from Brooklyn. There we go. Got it. Done deal. So I have a few words, and just say the first thing that comes to mind. When I say these words. And I'm going to let our guests go first, because that's only right. Okay. Of course. <laughs> you ready? Uh, sure. I guess. So, entrepreneur. 
Mm. Creative. Like in business podcast. <laughs> Sleep. Need more. Deprived. Yeah. <laughs> Music. Love it. Uh, next to humor, spice of life. Sports. Bucks. Everything. And I do mean everything. And the last word is family. Everything. <sighs> wow. Uh, commitment, heart, love, appreciation. I mean, you know, you're only supposed to say one word, but that's fine. I appreciate it. I, thank you. I don't listen. You should know this by now, Dre. How many how many shows are we in now? You duh. I mean, you're right. But that, <laughs> that was the first ever word association we did with our guests. Thank you, LZ, for playing. I appreciate it. You did pretty good. Pretty well, actually. Um, I, that's really all that I had. Um, really? As far as questions and, you know, wanting to get to know LZ, Doug, you have any other questions? Not questions, but I will do this, though. You are listening to the Black in Business podcast brought to you by Designer Custom Glasses, Next Page LLC, and, of course, One Empire Mobile Studios. You can find us on Facebook at Black in Business Podcast or on Instagram. That's Black underscore in business at on IG. Or, of course, our brand new newly minted. That's not newly minted. Okay, it's about a month old, but our, our new website is www dot black in business podcast of course all one word dot com you can book if you want to be a guest um you can actually catch my one-off that uh dre has allowed me to do which is taking notes with the bearded wonder you can catch that live from the page if you can't get to the youtube page at all um you can also check out our guest links um all of our guests that we have either coming on or have had on we have all of their information there so if you want to get in touch with them or you want to uh, spread their word you can do the same from our page and um oh yeah i don't have anything else for once <laughs> one last thing we forgot to let elzy uh plug his information so if people want to get in contact with you how would they do that uh email is the best way mayor at podcasttown.net and you can also give me a call 262-278-0535 Wow, I think that's the first time somebody's ever uh, provided a telephone number. I was going to say that. I was going to say it was like the first time I've ever heard a number come across our podcast. And that, hey, it's always a first on the Black and Business podcast. If I'm not dropping something on mic or, you know, our guest, you know, shows up late or our co-host shows up late, (coughs) (coughs) um, it it just, you know, it's, it's always a first. But I have one other question. And this is this is usually Dre's territory so i get to surprise him this time uh-oh yes aha ha you didn't look up the sleeve um <laughs> you looked at the notebook but not at the sleeve go figure um but my question to you is what questions do you have of us hmm now that's a loaded question you're talking to a fellow podcaster here so come on bring it be ready <laughs> <laughs> um i, I would i would want to know what made you guys want to launch your podcast you want me to do this one dre or you got it um, I'll start. Okay. Um, so I was working at a non not nonprofit. Whew. Yeah, right. That's a, a lot. Profit institution um, of higher education, and I believe it was a Friday afternoon. Um, and you know, towards the end of the day, not much really to do. I'm sitting around at my desk, really trying to figure out what I can do besides go to work and go home every day. Um, I need something else to like, you know, kind of relieve what's on my mind or something to make some extra money or something. So I'm taking, you know, a little bit of notes on a piece of paper, writing down all these different ideas. Um, Clothing line, you know, uh, music, producer, whatever. I mean, I'm writing down everything. But at the time, my manager walks in the door and it was like, with him came the idea of a podcast. It was like, he walked in and right next to him was like, start a podcast. And when he when he walked in, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna start a podcast that's gonna highlight and showcase black businesses and entrepreneurs because I don't hear about that segment at all. And um, he looked at me and said, where'd you get that idea from? I said, when you walked in the door, it hit me like, it." came from you walking into my mind and I'm speaking it out. And he was like, oh man, that sounds perfect. I think you should do it. So um, I did some research, 
really trying to find out what it takes to run a podcast or start one. And um, when I found out that you can essentially start one for free, I was like, this is a no brainer. I mean, I have a laptop. I can get an iTunes account, which I already had, but you can get a podcast one for free. You can really get any podcast account for free. Um, all I needed was just the guests and the content. Um, so that was the reason behind starting the podcast is just to really get or give black entrepreneurs and business owners a way to um, talk about their products and services, um, you know, share it with their community and, and just kind of give people a look into what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Um, but from the people who don't normally get a chance to speak about it. So that was the reasoning behind it. But after doing um, a few episodes, I noticed, I said, hey, you know, I have something on my hands that's a pretty good topic, but I need something else. I need more flavor. I need, you know, um, just something different, someone to bring something different. So I was on Facebook one day. And I saw a post by Doug. I'm not sure exactly what it said at this point, but I know it mentioned something about his voice and being on radio and wanting to do something. In seconds, I instant messaged him and I said, hey, you ever thought about being on the podcast? Let's meet. We, we need to talk. So we connected and Doug can take it from there because at that point, he just kind of gave me his ideas and here we are. Well, I'm, I'm going to kind of backtrack because I'm willing to bet any amount of money that I have in my pocket and whatever money I'm about to earn that after that Friday evening, when your manager walked in that Monday night, when I had class at the same for-profit school that Dre worked at, um, there was a Monday night game on uh, featuring the now nameless Washington team, which I follow kind of, I don't know. We, we'll talk about that off air. Um, <laughs> the nameless Washington football team now, and the Eagles and um, Mike Vick had a blast. You know, he was just going off and I'm sitting there watching the slaughter and, and Dre happened to so walk in, you know, to heat something up because it was a student lounge. He was like, oh, warm something up real quick, catch the game, be on my way. And um, and I said something along the lines like, hey, man, this Philly might might do something this year. They might make some noise. And this was like week one, week two. It was real early in the season. And um and Dre kind of looked at me. He's like, well, I'm a Giants fan. He said, you know, what, what do you, I said, well, look, I'm not going to sleep on you guys because you guys will start out 0-4 and, and then next thing you know, you guys are ho hoisting the Lombardi trophy. So honestly, it, it's anybody's division other than the Washington now nameless team. Um, so it started out as a sports conversation, to be honest. And one of the things that I've always been able to do as a sports fan is to detach my fandom from reality. Um, so I can be completely objective about any team. If it's, uh, again, the Washington now nameless team is, of course, the rival of the team in Texas not named the Texans because that's just as bad as saying the team in New York not named the Mets, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so for me, I, if, if your team is good, I'm, hey, you you guys might actually do it this year like and and, and be legit, give stats and, and actual facts behind it. So I think that's kind of how our synergy started. It was based on sports. And uh, Dre hit me in the inbox and he was like, hey, man, you ever thought about podcasting? I was like, uh, I've done some, you know, a few stand ups here. I've done some poetry, you know, open mics. Uh, you know, why not? I mean, I, th I think my voice is OK. I don't mind listening to it every now and then. I don't know if anybody else would, but sure, let's let's do it. I said, what do you have in mind? He says, well, let's meet up. So we had this meet up and we meet at a at a local coffee shop that we will not name because we no longer shop there. Um and we met there and we, and we, you know, he got there probably about 10 minutes before I did. And Dre's all set up. He has his laptop up. And I think I just came in with a notepad and, and maybe a pen. And I sat down and I opened my notebook. I jot down four words. I don't remember what four words they were, but I jot down four words. And Dre's like, yeah, I want to do a podcast and I want to highlight black businesses and entrepreneurs. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. I said, so what businesses in particular? And then he gets quiet. He's like, uh, uh, yeah. I said, okay, well, well, what are you trying to do? You know, where are you trying to go with your podcast? He said, well, I'm trying to go nationally and hopefully internationally. I said, okay, well, let's crawl before we walk. And what I meant by that was let's start local. I mean, we're sitting in a, in a coffee shop right now. Why can't we find a, a local black owned coffee shop and interview that, you know, business owner and start 
grassroots and start there. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're on to something. I said, and then, you know, I said, it's a whole bunch of people that's, you know, crafting things. We can we can start, you know, plugging crafters. I know a few crafters that we can do. And I know somebody that that's into uh, tarot cards and, and crystals and witchcraft and all that good stuff. And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. And, and our meeting went from 15 minutes to an hour. And at the end of that hour, we both left the table really full and we had nothing to eat. And then after that, it was like within maybe a week, I want to say, uh, we met up, you know, came to the crib and Black and Business Podcast was uh, relaunched and reborn. And um, I mean, I thank this brother every time we're on and I, I'm going to continue to thank him because this, is, this isn't this is something that I would have probably taken the initiative to do myself because A, um, I wouldn't have known where to start, uh, B, I probably wouldn't have had any content to be honest, because I don't, I'm not a real big note taker. So it would have been like, eh, you know, it'd have been a few bad dad jokes and, you know, whatever, and a whole lot of swearing for 15, 20 minutes. So yeah, I really had nothing to come, you know, come up with. And I said, you know what, I'll ride your coattails and I'll I'll develop myself as we go. And Andre's allowed that creative freedom between us to happen. And, and you know, I've, I've shot some ideas at this guy and he shot me down and and we're still standing and we're continuing to, continuing to grow and we're pulling each other up and and uh, pulling up our community. That's that's the goal. I mean, um, one of the things he says, not only highlight these businesses and entrepreneurs is also uh, bringing unity to our community. And, and that's where we got community from because there is no community without unity. So I wanted to do my part um, the best I could. And that's kind of how it got started in um in podcasting and now it's it's a complete obsession i'm not even gonna lie <laughs> yeah it is and that's actually the second time we've gotten that question two times in a row i love it flex flex on them what, what, <laughs> so one more question what what's your biggest challenge in in, in terms of growing your 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 platform you want me to take it you got it uh you can take that one okay all right well i think the the biggest challenge i think we we actually just uncovered it not too long ago is our our presence our social media presence was lacking for sure um we had the facebook page going um the ig page was was probably born six months after we actually started the the podcast and it was one of those things we were posting a picture once every month or so um and the pictures that we would post would have great reach we would reach a lot of people but it just wasn't enough content. And then of the IG page, the the website then was born. Um, so it, it just, it it was more or less, the biggest challenge we had was just consistent presence. Um, whether it's, you know, now, you know, we'll take pictures of our setup and put it on our IG page and put it all across Facebook. And, you know, people are like, hey, whoa, where's your setup? Or, you know, how can we get on? And, and we're starting to create more of a buzz. Um, so I think that was probably the biggest um, adversity starting out and then it was like figuring out equipment or you know what what's the best you know software we can use that kind of thing so it was it was it was the slow I guess like learning curve of of plugging it because I, I'm going to go ahead and speak for you on this one Dre because um, social media is it, it can be overbearing um, so I think for us on our personal pages we're like I ah, post whenever Whereas with a business, a business platform or a business social media page, it's a constant. You got to hammer it. Whenever something comes to mind, you put it down it goes straight to social media. It doesn't even go on paper anymore. It just goes straight to social media and you put it up there. Then you put it on paper. Um, so I, I, it was one of those things where we just really had to um, just be a presence. Um, and that was our biggest challenge starting out is just being a presence. Since then, um, I, we've grown tremendously. Like our site's pretty much a month old and we're we're nearing 400 uh clicks um we our facebook page has now grown it's growing two and three followers by the day one day we had um a total of 14 new follows so we're getting like two or three follows an hour um and the youtube page is still growing um so you know we're averaging about eight to twelve views on the lives on the youtube page um so it, it's just being that presence i think is the key um to the door that we're unlocking now so that was starting out that was our biggest challenge is just trying to figure out how to be consistent without being too tired and there's been times where i've leaned on dre and dre's had to lean on me like hey if you think of something you see a picture take a picture of it post it on the page you know and you can explain whatever and vice versa so we just try to 
make sure it's not a, a me thing, it's more of a we thing. Um, so if I think of something and I and I know it's a good idea, I just go ahead and take it upon myself and I do it. And Dre's usually like, hey, I saw that post, man, that was awesome. Or he'll do the same thing. And I'm like, hey, man, we were thinking what I was thinking, but you got to it faster. So it, it was definitely um, just being a presence was the biggest, I think, challenge that we we had to overcome for sure. Yeah. I agree. I don't have nothing to add. You walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you enough time to think, man, just in case. No, that was it. Because um, when we started the IG page, I mean, we will always talk about it. Like, man, where are we going to put the IG? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I Listen, it's there once we have it. We know what we're going to do with it. But at least we have it. Um, and now, you know, we have one, one or two posts, I would say, if not per day, every other day or so. Yeah. Um, and then we just connected to Facebook, so it happened at, happened at the same time. Um, so I think we just really keep, we just have to keep on putting out uh, content so that way it shows up enough times on people's feed so that they keep us, you know, fresh in their mind and, uh, you know, waiting for the next episode. So let me, let me piggyback on that. Mm-hmm. You meant to say relatable content. There you go. Relatable content. Relatable content. Anything, but yes. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. <laughs> good questions yeah it was excellent questions and i'm ready for more now like i feel like being interviewed now right <laughs> no because we we would be here for at least another hour so i'm i'm i'm, de- I'm out of questions <laughs> oh well right. definitely i'm gonna go ahead and say that uh if you want to bring us on your podcast to do an interview we are more than welcome um to you know be guests and that way you can ask more questions and we'll have another uh you know conversation just about us at that point so i'm all for it man i like it good idea dre and you again that that was the bearded wonder this is dre from brooklyn um (laughs) (laughs) um you want me to do the rap dre yeah go ahead man no problem so elzy hang on for just a second while we do a rap um ladies and gentlemen of the community this was your boy the bearded wonder and of course the effervescent dre from brooklyn the ever fresh one even though he's going to say well i ain't get my haircut shut up he's still fresh Anyway, this was the Black and Business Podcast brought to you by Designer Custom Glasses, the next page, LLC, and One Empire Mobile Studios. You can find us on Facebook. Simply plug in Black and Business Podcast in the search bar. We're on Instagram or IG for you youngins out there. And that's Black underscore in business on on the IG. And of course, the brand new, newly minted www.blackinbusinesspodcast.com webpage where you can find all of your listening needs. You can do some shopping. You can even see my ugly mug when I do my weekly. So there it is. And there you have it. In the words of the Bearded Wonder, it's been real. It's been true. Peace. Deuces.